After designating two parakim to the period directly before Shemitah, Tosefes Shavuos, the Mishnah in the third parak has now begun to discuss the forms of work which are forbidden or allowed during Shemitah itself. And the first form of work which the Mishnah chose to discuss is that of fertilizing, spreading the animal dung throughout the field. And we learned in the previous two Mishnahis that one can only begin to pile up the animal dung in the field after the fertilizing f- season, so after the people would regularly fertilize the field, so that it does not appear as if you're fertilizing the field. And even when you are allowed to pile up the dung, according to the Chachomim, you cannot have more than three piles. And according to Rabbi Shimon, you can, but according to both the Chachom and Rabbi Shimon, each pile must be the size of ten containers each. So since they're massive piles, it's clear that you're not actually fertilizing the field, rather you're just storing the dung there for the meanwhile. Now, Mishnah Gimel will elaborate on those two opinions, the Chachom and Rabbi Shimon. I'm also going to see a third opinion, that of Rabbi Meir. So the Mishnah begins, one can make within his field three big piles per base Not only if there are three piles, but even if Yosemikan, even if there are more than three piles, and although in many Mishnayas the next word is Machatziv, according to many Mephoshim, the next word should actually be the word Mutter, which means permitted. And this is Div Rabbi Shimon, this is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, and at first glance it seems to be exactly the same as what we saw in the previous Mishnah, that according to Rabbi Shimon, as long as the piles are big enough, you can have even more than three piles within the base Sa'ar, within that particular area. So why is the Mishnah repeating itself? The answer is, explains the Yerushalmi, that it's coming to include another leniency according to Rabbi Shimon. And that is that the truth is, according to Rabbi Shimon, each pile does not need to be so big. In the previous Mishnah we implied that Rabbi Shimon agrees with the Chachomim, that each pile must contain at least ten containers of dung. However, Rabbi Shimon himself never said that, and the truth is Rabbi Shimon holds that as long as each pile contains three containers full of dung, that's considered big enough that it does not look like you're fertilizing the field, and you can have as many of those piles as you like within a base R. However, as we saw in the previous mission of Achom Eisrin, the Chachom forbid this, and now the mission is going to add that even according to the Chachomim, there's a way to do it that this will be permitted. And that is, unless he puts the piles three tfachim deep, or three tfachim high, meaning if he digs, let's say, a three tfachim deep pit, or if he puts the piles on top of ground, or on top of something which is raised above the ground, by three tfachim at least, so then it's recognizably not part of the field, so it will be permitted to do so, and in that scenario you'd be able to have even more than three piles within the field, within the base R. Now we saw in the previous Mishnah that both according to the Chachom and Rishimun, that there's a minimum size for each pile, but there's no maximum size. And therefore, one can make his fertilizer into a pile of storage, meaning that he can pile up the fertilizer and the dung as high as he likes. Because really, the bigger it is, the more recognizable it is that it's no longer part of the field, and that it's not actually being used now to fertilize the field. However, on this point, Rabbi Meir comes in as a third opinion, and Rabbi Meir, I say, Rabbi Meir forbids this, unless he makes this big pile three tfachim deep into the ground or three tfachim above the ground. And the truth is that Rabbi Meir is only arguing in a case where the pile contains over 30 containers full of dung. But if it's more than that, then he agrees that you can put it there on the ground itself without putting it lower or higher up than the ground. Now the Mishnah ends off with the final machlekes, and that is that according to the Tanakama, 
If he had only a little bit of fertilizer, that wasn't enough to make into a big pile, which contains at least 10 containers full of dung, or 3 containers full of contribute shimmer. And the same would apply if, let's say, he does have enough, but he's only moving it to the field at little bits at a time. So according to the Tanakama, most of all of the Heilech, he can add a little bit at a time, continuously, until the pile reaches big enough. As long as he thinks that he'll be able to make that pile big enough, he can add a little bit of fertilizer at a time. However, forbids this because something might occur which will prevent you from increasing the size of the pile, and then it will look like you are actually fertilizing the field. But again, there's a way to make it permitted, and that is if you put it three deep into the ground or three above the ground, then it's clearly separate from the field and clearly not being used for fertilizer, and it will be permitted. And he adds, you could also put the fertilizer on a rock because obviously nothing is planted on rock, which means that in that case it would also be clear that it is not being used to fertilize the field, rather it's being used to store it there until the time comes when it would be permitted to fertilize the field. We're continuing to discuss the malocha, the form of work of fertilizing, and the situation of our Mishnah is where one keeps his animals in the field itself, which means that the animals produce dung, which is left naturally in the field itself. Now, if somebody lets his animals do that for a long time, then they'll end up being dung along his whole field, and it will appear as if he is fertilizing his field. So the focus of our mission is to understand up until how much dung can one allow his animals to produce in the field without him piling it up, so that it does not look like he is fertilizing the field. So the mission tells us a diarist, Sodehu, one who makes an animal pen, an area in his field which is enclosed by fences, and he keeps his animals within there. So what he can do is as follows. He can make the enclosure, the area within the enclosure, an area of two base R. So that's 5,000 square amas. And there are fences on all four directions. And then once the animals have been there for so long that they've filled that entire area with dung, he uproots, he removes three of the four fences. He leaves the middle one which means he leaves any of the fences, and he puts the other three fences on the other side of this fourth remaining fence. So now if you think about it, that fourth remaining fence is in the middle of these two areas which he fenced up. So then the animals would be within those four fences, and they'd fill up that area with dung. So after these two areas, Nimtsum and Dair Besarbasa in, it emerges that he has made an animal pen across four Besar of the field two beasts are at a time. And at that point, according to the Tanakama, that's enough, and you can't start moving the animals to another part of the field and enclosing them there, because then there'll be too much dung across the field, such that it will appear that he is fertilizing his field and deliberately moving the animals to where he wants the dung. So once there are four beasts off full of dung, he needs to gather it up and pile it up. However, Mishimbang Gamaliel is more lenient, and Mishimbang Gamaliel Omer, he says that you can do this actually across base Shimona in. You could do this across an area of eight bases are. Only once there are eight bases are, which are full of dung, only then does it appear as if he is deliberately fertilizing his field. Now, according to the Tanakama, what happens if If his entire field was only the size of four bases are? So in that case, if he makes the animals go across four bases are, he's filled his entire field with dung. And then it definitely does appear as if he is deliberately fertilizing his field. That's pretty much what he did. And therefore, Mishayim Menomiktas, he should leave part of it without allowing the animals to go there, 
So for example, he should leave roughly a base R. So only three of the four base R should he allow the animals to go there and produce dung. Because it appears otherwise that he is performing an Aveira. So in that case, once the three base R full, and also in the other cases, once four base R full, or a quantum machine Gamliel, once eight base R full of dung, then you should take the dung out of that area which was enclosed by the fences, and you should put it inside your field in the way that those who stall fertilizer do, meaning that at that point you need to pile it up into large piles to show that you are not actually fertilizing the field and that you were just doing it so that the animals could stay in your field, but not in order to fertilize the field. Mishnah the next few Mishnahs are going to discuss removing stones from within a field, and in general, during Shemitah Midrabonon, it's forbidden to remove stones from a field if they're rooted into the ground, because it might appear as if you're removing them so that you can plant underneath. So because of the Maris iron involved, because it appears as if you are sinning, it's forbidden. However, we are going to see that there are a couple of exceptions, and the Mishnah tells us that One cannot open up a machtsev, which is a sort of mini quarry, quite a large amount of rock, which is in the ground, so one cannot open it up at the beginning in his field, which means he can't start digging up the soil around it in order to take the rock out of the ground, because that looks like he's digging the ground in order to plant there. Now if the ground around the rock was already dug up, and it's just a question of removing the rock, that would be allowed. Because then he's not doing anything with the ground, so it's clear that he just wants to remove the rock. However, he can't dig around the rock, because that appears as if he is preparing to plant it. Unless there are three rows of rock, one behind the other, and each row of rock, are three by three amos al rum sholosh with a height of three amos. So each row really is made up of three rows. So altogether there are nine stones within each row. And since there are three rows, so altogether she earn esem Their amount is twenty-seven stones altogether. And the Mishnah is telling us that if there are twenty-seven row stones where the ground around those twenty-seven stones has already been dug up. It's already been pushed to the side, so the rock is already sort of emerging from the ground, and it's no longer totally rooted in the ground. So then he would be able to dig and push the ground a bit more, because then it's clear that he is trying to remove the stone from the field, from the ground. Because a lot of the rock is already removed from the ground. But if not that much rock is removed from the ground, then it would be forbidden to start removing it by digging around it in the ground, because it does not necessarily look like you are removing the stones, rather you could just be preparing that area to be planted. Mishnah this is a continuation of the same topic, but this time the stones are already above the ground, because we're discussing Goder, a fence which is made up of stones. So just to come and remove the stones, it appears as if you're doing so so that you can plant that area. But if if it's a stone fence which contains at least 10 stones which require two people to carry each one, meaning if there are 10 very large stones as part of this fence, then that sort of fence is not usually removed in order for someone to plant there, and therefore people will not think that you're doing so so that it can be planted. So those huge big stones, as well as really the rest of the stones of that fence, can be taken because that sort of offence is not generally moved in order to plant there, so there is no mass of iron involved. And sheer goder, the size 
of the fence which we're talking about has to be at least a sort tzachim, at least ten tzachim high from the ground. But pachis mekain if it's less than that. So either if the fence is smaller, or if there aren't that many stones, or if the size of the stones are smaller, then machtev it is similar to the quarry which we discussed in the previous mishnah, such that you cannot necessarily just remove the stones. You can remove the top part of the wall, but you can't totally remove the stones. All you can do is remove the, the top stones until where they are less than a tefach above the ground. But you've got to leave the bottom part of the wall, the bottom stones attached to the ground, because a small stone fence was sometimes removed in order to be planted, and therefore there is marisa iron, so you would not be able to totally remove the stone fence. Now some understand this to also be referring to the previous Mishnah, that if there are less than three rows of stones, then you can cut away the stones, but not all of them. Now the Mishnah says, When are these words said, there are all these conditions for somebody to be able to remove stones? And the question applies to both the previous Mishnah and our Mishnah. That's only If he's removing stones from within his own field, But if he's removing stones from his friend's field, then Whatever he wants, he can take. Because people would not think that he's removing the stones so that he can plant there. Because it's somebody else's field. So obviously he's not going to plant in that field. And the Mishnah goes on. Furthermore, when are these words said? Only If he hasn't begun to remove the stones before Shavias. Before the Shemitah year itself. But if he began to remove the stones. Or to remove the ground around the stones or above the stones. From before Shemitah. Then it's already clear that he is doing so not in order to plant the ground, but just to remove the stones, and therefore Masharit's a Nitel. Whatever he wants, he can take even during Shmita itself, because it's clear that he is removing the stones for the stone's sake, and not in order to plant the ground.